0: Hey, everyone, you're listening to episode number 32. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you guys on this beautiful Tuesday at the time of this recording. It's about five days before that, and it is a beautiful, beautiful day outside in Omaha. I'm trying to soak up all the rest of the great weather because I don't know about y'all, but we seem to have maybe four weeks of fall here in Nebraska and it's at about the end of September through part of October. And then Halloween is always one of two things. Last year it actually wasn't that bad in terms of being freezing cold. And then the rest of the winter was absolutely atrocious until what seemed like my birthday in April. So fingers crossed, prayers up that this will not be as bad of a winter this year, but I am soaking up the sun. A couple days ago it was 90 degrees. And yeah, not looking degrees, forward to winter. But what I am looking forward to, cheesy um, segue there, is speaking with you all today about today's topic, which is called Let It Go. Yes, like the Frozen movie, which by the way, Frozen 2 it's coming out November 22nd, I believe it is. And um, Secret Revealed. We are actually hosting a mastermind here in Omaha that weekend. So, for all of you guys listening, if you haven't heard about it yet, make sure that you DM us at Powerhouse Pageantry or email us, and the links to all of that are on our website everywhere or on our social media everywhere or powerhousepageantry.com forward slash podcast forward slash the episode. So that would be episode 32 for this one. And all the info for that mastermind will be there. There are only 10 spots. You're going to hear me beating this like a dead horse for the next eight weeks, um, really 10 weeks until it starts. I'm so excited about it. Um, Like I said, only 10 ladies are going to be admitted into that and it's gonna be exclusive, it's going to be life-changing, it's going to be two days long, and it's gonna be incredible. So, super excited, you know how we do it over here at Powerhouse. Everything is done with style and class and intentionality, and I am so excited because sometimes I will work with a client for like two years and never get to meet them in person. Obviously I do things over Zoom, but, and I see their face over Zoom over the internet, but it is such a special treat when we get girls from, my goodness, right now it is uh, Washington all the way to New York. (laughs) So see the shining sea in the US over here at Powerhouse. And actually, this week we added a couple new states. Um, We added New York and we added Iowa this week, which was so exciting to our roster. And are so excited to help those women achieve their dreams. It's just so fun meeting new people who join the Powerhouse family because I get to hear their stories. And if you haven't been a a part of our onboarding process or hopped on a phone call with us, um, it's just so much fun and to kind of peel back the layers and for you to kind of know what to expect there. I ask our potential clients tons of questions and I actually interview every single girl who wants to work with us. And it's a, it's a pretty tough process. I wouldn't say tough process, but it's a very intentional process. And at the end of that, um, we figure out if we're a good fit or not. And I will make a suggestion to them if they're not a good fit for us. And the beautiful part about that is then when I start coaching my clients, it truly does already feel like family, which is why we call ourselves the powerhouse family. Because I've already gotten to know them on the phone and taken you know notes and in the intimate details of their life and what they're struggling with. And so if you are somebody who wants more information on that mastermind, we just finished the five day free challenge. And so that's not available anymore. It was awesome. The girls loved it. We got such great response to that. But there are other opportunities coming down the pipeline. So make sure that you do not wait. I know it's two and a half months away. Do not wait or there will probably not be a spot for you. So reach out to us if you want more information. If you think that you need to have your butt in that seat at the Powerhouse Mastermind, it's going to change your life. I will describe it in further detail later. But with that, let's first get into this episode. Episode number 32, let it go, let it go, all that good stuff. Okay, so we're going to start with a story today and I want you guys to picture this in your head. You're probably driving putting your makeup on. I know I always listen to podcasts like three ways in the shower with my shower speaker when I'm driving. No, four ways. Or working out or doing my makeup. Actually, five, I lied. Or cleaning. How many of y'all are multitaskers? When I clean, I don't like cleaning. I'm not naturally the most organized person because I'm hashtag visionary. Um, By the way, this would be so funny. But when you guys listen to this, I want you to hashtag visionary or hashtag taskmaster on um, my latest Powerhouse post or reply to when I post the episode graphic on my Powerhouse Instagram because I want to see who we have out there. And what I'll do actually is I'll put a poll so you guys can just vote for it. That'll be hilarious. But um, I wanted to start with a story because like I said, I'm uh, not the most organized person, but I have to work really hard at it. And upon listening to other podcasts, it helps when I multitask. And so I want you guys to listen to this today And keep that in mind as you're hearing this story. Okay, I think it'll bless you. So, where are all my achievers out there? Yeah, I know literally half of you guys who are listening are achievers because that ends up being my clientele 50% of the time. The other 50% are almost always helpers. But how many of y'all know and can picture days when you wake up late, past your alarm, you hit a few snoozes, go back to bed, finally wake up? And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have any time for my morning routine. I don't have any time to read. I don't have any time to listen to positive music. I don't have any time for my affirmations. And you're scurrying through life. All of a sudden, now half the day has gone. Maybe you got up at like 1030 and you just whittled around. And then all of a sudden it's two o'clock and you're like, holy crap, my day's basically over. So there's no point in starting my to-do list now because I've already wasted three fourths the day. And I just might as well call it a wash and better luck next time tomorrow. I have those days every once in a while. And because I am such an achiever and what that means at its core is you find extreme worth and validation in your accomplishments and honestly, like how much crap you can get, get done, which is like hashtag pageant girl 101 right? What can be really difficult about this is, is our worth can be wrapped up in this. And how many of y'all know that it can be really hard to not allow that to affect your self-worth? And it can be hard. Sometimes when you have a string of those days, one turns into two, two, two turns into three, three turns into four, the procrastination monster starts to roar its ugly head. And then all of a sudden, four or five days later, we have this emotional breakdown where we feel like we just everything in your life bothers you. Everything triggers you. Everything makes you angry. Everything makes you sad. You get pissed at everybody. You have a really short trigger with everybody. And my goodness, let me just be the first person to tell you that we all have those days. Let's just quote the Hannah Montana song. Everybody has those days, right? which, by the way, as y'all know, have you heard, that so many of the Disney and Nickelodeon shows are coming back, and I'm so pumped about it, and I'm older than most of you who listen to this podcast, but so excited about it. Like, can't even tell you how excited I am about Lizzie McGuire coming back, because she was my homegirl, got me through my childhood. Anyways, didn't get me through my childhood, but you know what I mean. She was, like, one of the first people to just do tons of different things, and now she's going to be 30 living in New York, living her best life, married to apparently like her dream guy in the show, and I'm here for it. I might get the Disney subscription just for that. But anyways, back to our story. So when we have a string of those days together – some something very interesting can start to happen on the inside of us. Like I said, we can have the procrastination monster that tries to infiltrate every part of our lives. But the thing that I would say that I see the most as a pageant coach is that my client's self worth really starts to decline. And I see this in my inner circle clients. I see this in my one-on-one clients. I see it all over the place. And actually, I mean, very frankly, I see it all over the place. It's in the girls that I mentor, the girls who I um, even I can notice it in people that I'm around just at a coffee shop or whatever by their language, right? We start talking really poorly about ourselves. I can see it in body language. I can see it in nonverbals and facial expressions. I can see it um, when I'm interacting with a barista. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? How are you? And they're like, Oh, it's fine. You know, like, you know, and it's just so interesting what you can tell about people's lives. And yeah, maybe for them it wasn't that they arrived late to work, but it was probably a series of a bunch of other things that because of their actions. And um, it's just so interesting. We talked about this on a different podcast. Even something as simple as not honoring your own word uh, in getting up at the time that you said that you would get up can do a lot of weird things for your psyche when you start to break belief with yourself. Um, from the beginning of the morning. And so I wanted to share that story with you to kind of help you guys get a picture of why it is so important to let things go and to be able to slow down and look at things as, you know what, yeah. And this was one tiny circumstance. I pressed snooze three times. It's 11 o'clock. I was supposed to get up at 7.30, you know, or whatever. Obviously, that wouldn't be pressing snooze three times. But going back to bed, you know, sleeping through my alarm, what have you, missing my morning routine. And instead of allowing that to derail your entire existence, your entire day, your self-worth, how you treat people, and you're nasty to everybody, or you're making a bunch of excuses, you're blaming, you're shaming, you're putting guilt on other people, you're putting shame on yourself, you know, insert negative thing here. What if we could really train ourselves to simply let it go, to treat those things as individual circumstances, individual instances, and put the train back on the tracks and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. I have 10 hours left in my day. And guess what? I probably was going to, you know, be distracted on my phone or something for two, three hours today anyways. And so guess what? I'm going to still go to the gym. I'm going to do 10 minutes of affirmations, even though I wanted to do 45 minutes of, you know, God time and affirmations and all this stuff. I'm going to do 10 minutes. I'm going to shorten this. I'm going to finagle this, reorient your day. And you're going to say, you know what? I'm not a failure just because I failed. I got some results that weren't the best, but I'm going to move on. I'm going to get back on the tracks and I'm going to let it go. So I want to teach you guys four major points today that will help you let it go. And kind of teach you guys along the lines of this principle. Okay. So how many of y'all know the difference between a river and a swamp? How many of y'all know the difference between an ocean and a swamp? How many of y'all know the difference between, let's say, a sea and a swamp, or a pond and a swamp, okay? Now, there's a huge difference, okay, particularly between, let's just say, a river and a swamp, okay? And a huge difference, I don't know if you guys know this, is that with a river, there's a flow and a current of water that actually keeps it really healthy. I think about a few years ago um, when uh, a lake by my house, a man-made lake, very, very big lake, um, had to be drained um, because something that wasn't meant to be in it ended up, it was like zebra mussels, I believe it was, ended up ruining the entire lake. And although it was something that started off as one zebra mussel, or maybe let's just say a couple zebra mussels, because it wasn't supposed to be there and they weren't in the right place, they weren't where, where they were supposed to go, they ended up ruining the entire thing and they had to drain the entire lake. And I think it's like the second biggest man made lake in Nebraska, something like that. Someone can fact check me on that. Um, but it's so interesting how when something's not in its proper order and its proper place, it can ruin the, t- the whole thing, right? And so, how often do we let something not in its proper place that is so tiny ruin our entire day? But I wanna start off actually by not focusing on the river, but by focusing on what a swamp is. And focusing on this term. Number one, stagnant waters produce swamps. Have y'all ever looked up the definition of a swamp? It's actually really interesting. I was curious of the exact definition of this because I've heard this analogy several times. I didn't come up with this analogy, but I thought it was perfect for today. And the definition of a swamp is an area of low-lying Uncultivated ground where water collects a bog or marsh. It also means to be overwhelmed or flooded with water. And oh my gosh, I cannot think of a more symbolic allegory to what it feels like when we disappoint ourselves by allowing one tiny thing, putting snooze on your alarm, not doing your routine, not working out for a day, you know, these things that we. Just get off. Life happens sometimes. And then we allow that to formulate our identity, get down on ourselves, and become a swamp in our own minds. You guys, an area of low lying, uncultivated ground. What does that sound like? Yeah, it sounds like a mind that so often we allow one or two of these things to get bogged down collect all this dust, collect all these failures of the past to go light years into the future, to allow anxiety to rule ourselves and to say, I'm a failure and I'm going to project all these what ifs that I don't actually know are true. And I'm going to build false imaginations and false realities that 99.9% of the time never come true. And I'm just going to let it circle and circle and circle and circle. And instead of cultivating the one thought of trying to lie to you, holding it up against truth and saying no this thing is not true and i'm not going to allow it to just circle and circle and circle and throw it away we allow it to remain uncultivated and really just allow us allow it to make us think that we're dumb and we're incapable incapable and just all these different things you guys but we become it says i love where it says we water we collect water where water collects a bog or marsh That is us, you guys, on these days and we just allow this thing to absolutely positively eat us alive. We become a bog or a marsh. And I love it. So stagnant waters produce swamps. I also looked at the word stagnant. That word stagnant means having no current or flow. And honestly, you guys, having no current or flow is the perfect example of what it feels like. We are achievers and we were created by God to have influence, to move forward, to build, to work hard, to enjoy life, to pour into others, to have that overflow that operates within us because we are taking the time to pour into ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to learn, to grow. And so on one side of this, we have to be really careful that when those things don't happen, that we don't condemn ourselves and let it go. But on the other side of things, Let it be a sign to yourself that it's actually just telling you how you're wired, that you're wired to be somebody who doesn't just live like a lazy pile without influence, without speaking into people's lives, without being somebody that other people look up to, without being productive. You were created to be all those things. And so I think that's really cool that the word stagnant is a negative word because you weren't created to be that way. And so I want to change your perspective today and help put that in front of you to not allow that definition of stagnant waters produce swamps to discourage you, but actually to encourage you that you're not a swamp. And so when those thoughts try and tell you, oh, well, you're just stagnant and you're just lazy and you're not going anywhere, you can now say, "Uh uh-uh. Coach Megan says that I'm not meant to be that way. I wasn't created to be that way. And so, you know what? This is just a scenario. And I'm not going to allow my experience to determine my identity. I'm not going to allow my experience to determine my identity. And if you have to tell yourself that 8,000 times, you can also switch a bunch of different words in the beginning of that phrase. I'm not going to allow my emotions to determine my identity. I'm not going to allow my thoughts. To form my identity. I'm not going to allow my actions to formulate my identity. I'm going to choose right thoughts, right emotions, and right actions that I have complete control over to formulate the results that I get in life. And when you take back your power and understand that you have so much more to give than you think that you do, and that you have so much more control over your life and the things that are negatively affecting you and sweeping you away into this emotional mess. It's such an awesome feeling when you realize that because you realize that you don't have to wake up just being swept away in the undercurrent for lack of a better term, but that you can choose the tide that you roll on and you can choose to be somebody who is just overflowing and living a productive and successful and happy, joy-filled life. You can be in complete control of that. And so that's a really beautiful example that I wanted to point you out. Point out to you guys today. Number two, another way that you can learn to let it go is, like I said, learning what you will choose. okay? So number two is, will you choose dot dot dot? Can okay, I have some options for you guys? Are you going to choose in these scenarios and circumstances, anger or empathy? I think a lot of times um, we can insert a different emotion into the beginning parts of that word. So depending on your personality type, The three primary emotions that people feel are anger, shame, or fear, inherently based off kind of how you're wired, um, your personality type. Y'all all know that I'm obsessed with the Enneagram. If you are a two, three, or four, your primary emotion is going to be shame. Five, sixes, and sevens feel fear, and eight, nines, and ones primarily feel anger, okay? And so if you find yourself getting into that pattern a lot, back up a few steps slow down and be able, and try to analyze within yourself okay why am i feeling this way am i letting the circumstance totally dictate my identity dictate how i feel about myself dictate like i'm 10 years into the future saying that i'm going to be a failure and that nothing is going to work out in my life or that i have no friends that people are going to leave me or that i'm the only person who understands me you know or i have to be afraid of everything all those things are lies and so i encourage you to slow down to choose to let that thing go and i want you to ask yourself Who would I be without that thought? What would I be? Where would I be without that thought? And if you feel like you'd be more empowered, which answer you will be, without those thoughts, then I think that's a really, really beautiful thought cycle and a thought sweep that you can go through to help yourself get back centered and to slow down and to feel like you have control back in your life. And to choose empathy for yourself instead of anger, fear, or shame, to understand that, guess what? Just because I made a mistake, just because I didn't get out of bed on time, just because I said one mean thing to somebody, guess what? You can apologize. Guess what? You can be so much more in control of that. Don't just sit back and allow the tidal wave to to come and say, well, I guess is the way it's gonna be forever. No. Get back up. You're stronger than that. You're more powerful than that. You're worth more than that. And so I think a lot of times, even more than having empathy for other people, we have to learn how to have empathy for ourselves, you guys. And it can be hard because we can be our own worst critic. We can be super critical. We can be, you know, when we know ourselves better than we know anybody else, sometimes it can be so hard not to be nitpicky, especially when we're an achiever striving to, you know, be perfect. A lot of times I want you, I want to help you guys today to learn how to let go of the fact that you start to see circumstances as just, Hey, you know what? Yeah. I slept through my alarm three times. Not like my whole day is a failure or I slept through my alarm three times. So my whole day is a failure. So I'm a failure. So my week is trash. So I'm not going to meet my goals this month, but how often do we do that? Okay. So number one is, will you choose insert emotion here, anger, shame, fear or empathy, mostly for yourself. That's like subsection number one of number two. Follow me. <laughs> and then number two of number two is, will you choose to get bitter or get better? Okay, I think about pageant stuff specifically. Um, when you lose a local pageant, when you lose a state pageant, when you might place higher at state, but you still find a way to find bitterness in your heart. And let me tell you, bitterness is ugly, Okay um it's not cute we all deal with it but what happens is when we harbor bitterness you guys it's literally like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die there is no positive outcome that comes from being bitter there's no positive outcome in wanting to punish somebody for what they've done to you there's no positive outcome that can come from being bitter by blaming somebody there's nothing. And believe me, we've all been wronged. We've all had that justice rise up in us where we feel like we had a scenario that we just worked our butts off for, or we're in the right. Okay. Let's just be real. We were in the right for it. And you feel like you just got dumped on. Maybe you feel like you just got swept under the tide again and that you, somebody else was chosen over you or you didn't agree with who won or you didn't agree with the judges or you think that the local director is biased or you get this notion in your head that everyone's out to get you. You guys, what a, what a horrible way to live thinking that you are just this powerless little numb thing that just has to live life based off the circumstances that are thrown at them. I think of one of my clients specifically that I started working with a couple years ago. And I remember she used to just apologize for everything all the time. And I remember one of her deepest fears was that the judges wouldn't like her. And I have a lot of clients who ask me the question, well, what if the judges just, I'm not what they're looking for. And you know what, there's a, there's two sides to that. I think there is a certain part of us that just has to say, you know what, I'm gonna give this all I have. And if, if I'm not selected at the end of the day, I can at least know that I grew myself like crazy and that I worked my butt off and that I became the best version of myself. And then the other side of that too is understanding that really when you do that and you put your best foot forward, you dive into it with all that you have. I honestly have not seen a single time when it has not ended in a positive result, even in your pageantry. And so it's such a false fear, again, going back to um, fear, anger, shame, or empathy. It's such a false fear. I think that the fear of this unknown, you know, or thing that you're getting anxious about that hasn't even come to pass, sometimes what we'll do, again, and going back, don't let your experience formulate your identity. Um, Don't let your, your previous, oh, well, I didn't win that pageant, and I felt like I gave it my all. Um, don't let that formulate what you're going to do to, to brush your knees off and try again. Um, this might sound a little off base or a little, uh, harsh is not the word, but just direct. But I would venture to say that if I sat down one-on-one with you and I had a couple coaching sessions with you, we'd find that there actually is so much more to unlock in you. I think that we could, I could really help you to reverse that disappointment by showing you that there's so much more to give, that there's so much more to develop, that there's so much more leadership potential in you that I think a lot of times we use those, those previous experiences to say, oh, well, see, this isn't my calling. Oh, well, see, I knew that they didn't like me. I knew that that local judge didn't like me. I knew that they wanted to pick that girl. I knew that I am not very good at interviewing. I'm never going to be when really none of those things were reality or really, honestly, you made those your reality. When those things are your belief system, it comes out in your life. It's just, we are a product of our previous choices, actions and emotions. And so I know that that's me telling you like, hey, like kind of take some responsibility and it kind of sucks sometimes. But what I, why I'm saying that and why my clients end up doing so well is because you guys, when you take personal responsibility, yes, you're responsible and in those ways that we just talked about, but also you're completely responsible and in control and in charge of how amazing you become. Right. And so choosing to get better rather than get bitter, you guys puts you back in the driver's seat of your own life because I hate, and I don't know about you, but I hate feeling like somebody else just I'm sitting in the driver's seat. I might have my foot on the gas or the brake, but somebody else gets to control the steering wheel. That feels horrible. No wonder you're confused. No wonder you're living life feeling one foot in, one foot out. No wonder you're feeling like somebody's just beating you down all the time, because you're handing over all your power. So even though I know that you guys might have been wronged, even though I know that you might feel justified in the fact that you want to be bitter about things, I just ask you guys and encourage you guys to choose to get better by forgiving and loving and just going back to the drawing board and being like, God, what what can I do to release this? What can I do to get back in the driver's seat of my life? What can I do to feel like I have power um, and authority over my life again? And I promise you guys that when you choose forgiveness like that, um, the one thing that you always know that you can do is change yourself. You cannot be in control of other people. And I'm sick and tired of seeing pageant girls give the reign to other people to have such a voice in their life that may not even be for them, that may not even be around you, that may live, you know, my mild- If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the powerhouse inner circle where personal development meets pageantry. Each month for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions to work with us or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.